It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic. Your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is October 9th, 2018. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode, we'll talk all about the Magic's loss to the Miami Heat in preseason action. Plenty to get to there. We'll talk a little bit about uh, where we stand now that we're past the midpoint of the preseason. Uh, A concerning, but maybe not so concerning trend that we're seeing from several players. And then I'm going to talk a little bit more about Jerry and Grant specifically and what we can expect from him this year. But before we get into all that, I want to remind you that you can check out the great podcast on the Locked On NBA Podcast Network. This week on the Locked On NBA Podcast is our team previews. Every single Locked On host, including myself, recorded about a five to seven minute bite on their team. So if you're looking to learn about the outlooks for every single team in the NBA, Locked On NBA is your source this week. The entire week is dedicated to these team previews, about six, uh, literally six teams per day, per episode um, on the on the podcast over the next five days or so, or, or this week. So definitely check that out. I believe I believe my turn is up on Wednesday, I want to say, Wednesday or Thursday. But you should check out all five episodes. They started yesterday. You can go on iTunes, search for Locked on NBA to listen to these fantastic episodes and check out the other great podcasts on the Locked on Podcast Network. The Orlando Magic traveled down south to Miami for a preseason tilt, losing to the Miami Heat 90-89, a game that was close legitimately close with the Magic starters playing the final moments of the game. The Heat starters, not so much. I wouldn't worry so much about that, in fact, though. Um, Orlando did put their players in and, and, and were a little ragged with their execution on the offensive end, but I thought did a good enough job defensively, certainly, to win the game. Uh, and honestly, I thought they did fine enough offensively, too. They just couldn't hit shots, and they really couldn't hit shots consistently the entire evening. Um, Orlando ended up taking the lead with about a minute 36 to go on on a three-pointer by Aaron Gordon. That proved to be the final score of the game for the Orlando Magic. Ronnie Magruder answered it to put the Heat back up 90-89. to That was their final score of the game with about about minute 15 or so to play. Then Orlando just missed a lot of makeable shots. Aaron Gordon maybe took a little bit of an ill-advised jumper, missed it. Orlando got the rebound, sent it into the post to Nikola Vucevic for a post-up. He didn't get a great look there, not great execution on his end, but a decent look that you hope that he can make and expect him to make. Um, Miami missed a, missed a contested three-pointer. Orlando gets the ball back. 
gets a wide open three for Evan Fournier. He can't hit it a little bit off balance. Uh, and then Miami's able to, and then Miami misses another opportunity. And then Orlando with about two seconds left, unable to inbound the ball cleanly. Miami holds on for the win 90 to 89. That's the last time we should really talk about the result of the game, despite the fact that the Magic played their starters to the very end of the game. Their starting lineup was in the game at the very end. That part's still not so important. Um, It is important, and I think it's good that the Magic got the rep, and it would have been nice to see them get the success from that rep, but it isn't the end of the world by any stretch of the imagination, and I wouldn't use that to judge this game. What I would use to judge this game is the defensive effort the Magic put in, the crispness of their execution, and, uh, and to some extent, their field goal percentage. Orlando did not shoot the ball well in this game. Um, they they ended up shooting 37.8% for the game, 7 for 26 from beyond the arc. That's a 26.9% three-point field goal percentage. Um, not a clean game for a lot of players. It was a really difficult outing for the Magic in, in a lot of ways. Um, it's one of the reasons why they ended up trailing by 18 points early in the third quarter. Their defense lapsed a little bit. Their offense couldn't keep up. Miami raced out to the lead. But give the Magic a lot of credit. And I think this was true throughout the game. Despite the fact that they were struggling to shoot the ball for most of the game, they were in the fight. They were they were willing to play defense. They were willing to kind of keep themselves in check. And eventually they were able to make their way back thanks to some aggressive play by Aaron Gordon, thanks to some timely plays by Mo Bamba. Thanks to Nikola Vucevic's overall uh, steady consistency. Um, Melvin Frazier hit a couple of nice shots. Uh, Wessa Wundu had his moments. Jaron Grant played fantastic as well. Um, uh, Just a lot of guys kind of keeping the foot on the pedal, just kind of grinding and chipping away until that lead finally broke. And Orlando did take the lead a few times in the fourth quarter. It was a back-and-forth game, despite the, the deficit that the Magic dug themselves in early in the third quarter. There were moments of defensive lapses. There were moments of defensive miscommunication. There were moments where the rotations weren't quite right. And that's the part that that they really need to fine-tune and and fix. But overall, if this is the profile of a Magic game where, you know, if the offense isn't working, the team's defense is still going to be relatively consistent or good enough to even get them back into the game, that's going to be fine. The Magic can, can build off of that. Now, Miami wasn't great themselves. They, they struggled to shoot as well, credit both to the Magic's defense, and I think somewhat to the general sloppiness that Miami played with. Miami shot 41.2% from the floor, turned the ball over 23 times. Orlando turns it over 16 times. I'm sure they want to see that number come down. Um, but overall, Miami wasn't crisp. They weren't sharp. They're bringing a lot of guys back into their lineup after injuries hit them early on in camp. Um, and so in that respect, yeah, it's a little disappointing the Magic weren't able to finish the job, that the Magic weren't able to get the win, that, that they weren't able to win easily. And honestly, uh, as as many good things as the Magic showed, I would say that the lack of execution or, or the lack of crisp execution on the offensive end, and even some of the lapses defensively, uh, I would say that That is a little concerning at this point of the preseason. I want to see the Magic's offense a little further along. I expected it to be a little further along at this point. And while I think Orlando got some good shots and just missed them, that's fine. You can live with that. I think that there were also a lot of moments where the Magic um, weren't executing crisply, where the Magic were kind of throwing the ball around still, and we're getting to the the penultimate game of the preseason here. There's only two preseason games left. It's time to sharpen up and tighten up, and I think... That's part of the message Steve Clifford sent by keeping his starters in to the end of the game. They're going to have a hard practice, I'm sure, on Tuesday um, to make up for this this game. 
We'll see if the Magic uh, can 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 build off of it and look a little bit better Wednesday against the Memphis Grizzlies. Let's run a little bit through those final stats for you. Uh, Nikola Vucevic leads the way with 22 points, 9 for 18 shooting, 14 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 steal, 1 block for him, also 3 turnovers. Um, Vucevic was, I mean, again, this looks like a typical Nikola Vucevic line, 22 points, 14 rebounds, plus 5, plus minus, 50% shooting. You know, you you come to expect this from him. I thought that he struggled a little bit with Hassan Whiteside, especially early on in the game. Hassan's second jump, just a little too much for Vucevic to handle. Uh, and obviously that, I think, hurt him a little bit. But overall, I, I just there's not much more you can ask from Nikola Vucevic. I think Orlando is running a lot of their offense through him. They're letting him pass the ball a lot, which I really like because I think he's a very good passer. Uh, but it's it's just a matter of what can you get from him defensively, of course. Uh, and and I think generally he played good defense tonight uh, on, on Monday night. I, I don't think there's much to complain about when it comes to Nikola Vucevic. Another solid game for him. Jaron Grant comes off the bench to score 17 points, 5 for 8 shooting, 2 for 3 from beyond the arc, 5 for 5 from the foul line. Um, a really, really good game for Jaron Grant. Um, and if Jaron Grant's playing like he played in this game on both ends of the floor, to be perfectly honest, um, he's going to find a place on this team, uh, not only on this team, but you know he could end up being a starter at some point this year. And I think I think that's going to happen. I'll explain a little bit more there. But when he's making his jumper, he's getting to the basket, which he, he's, he does fairly effectively. Um, he is a really, really good player. No assists for him, but um, I, I think there's a lot to like. You know, Jaron Grant finally kind of made his presence felt here in the preseason. Aaron Gordon had a, had a peculiar game. 12 points, 5 for 17 shooting, 2 for 7 from beyond the arc. Missed both his free throws, 8 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 blocks for AG. Um, Gordon, not the best shooting night for him, uh, obviously, 5 for 17. Um, you know, uh, but, and, and shooting consistency is still going to be a thing for him. But generally, I liked his shot selection. I didn't think he was forcing his offense. Uh, and I think that, especially as the Magic were trying to climb out of the 18-point hole, Gordon's aggression and willingness to attack the basket, get out in transition, and play a little bit of defense. His defense was really strong throughout the game. Um, I think that was all a good sign for him that that he's he's getting it. You know, after maybe struggling a little bit last week in the first preseason game, he he's beginning to get and understand his responsibility. I mean, he I think was a big energy driver for this team to take that step and, and get um, back into the game. Uh, throughout, so I think a good leadership moment for Aaron Gordon. We'll see if it lasts. You want to see the consistency grow with a shot, but not a lot to complain with from him. Two guys, though, that I think the Magic, or three guys, really, the Magic should have a little bit of concern and complain about. We'll talk about them a little bit more in detail in a moment. Evan Fournier, four points, two for twelve shooting. DJ Augustin, six points, one for six shooting, and Jonathan Simmons, four points, two for eleven shooting. All three players really struggling with their shot here to begin camp. Simmons obviously kind of working himself back into shape, uh, but uh, Fournier and Augustin, two veterans who kind of know their way around. You're not super worried because the stats say that they'll be fine once the games count, but definitely want to see them take a little bit of a step here in preseason just to just to alleviate fears. Um, Steve Clifford said he's not worried about them. I'm really not either, uh, but obviously we're, we're watching what we can watch, and, and it's not pretty for them right now. Magic shoot 37.8% from the floor, 7 for 26 from beyond the arc, 26.9% from the three-point line, 14 for 19 from the foul line. Miami shot uh, 23 free throws. Magic did a better job not fouling in the second half uh, as opposed to the first. 
Orlando with 47 rebounds to Miami's 52. Both teams with seven offensive rebounds. Obviously, the Magic missing more shots. And Orlando falls to Miami 90-89. to This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. And of course, we are now past the midpoint of the preseason. We have three games under our belts, and while that's not a hugely significant sample size, it, it is something. It is something that we can say, okay, we, we can understand and know these things about the Orlando Magic, or, or, or we think we can say and understand these things. There's still a long way to go before the regular season begins. This week kind of simulates a typical game week, perhaps, for the Magic, where they have a game, an off day, a game, an off day, and then another game, a three-game week, a three-game and five-days week. Um, Orlando's not going to be able to go as hard. Uh, in practice over the next couple of days. And I think Clifford wants to see how well they integrate new information without going through the paces as much as maybe they have been throughout the early part of the preseason. But um, games aren't everything, of course, in, in, in this stage of the year. Um, the preseason games are an extension of practice, an extension of training camp in a lot of ways. Uh, and so uh, they're not all, they're not everything for the moment. But at the same time, we only have so little to go off of and so little to say. And I think it's been interesting to watch, or, or, or there are some interesting things that I think we do need to watch. And, and I think the biggest thing is seeing how guys are getting their feet under them, just how ready they have been to play and how they performed in these games so far. A player like Jonathan Simmons is playing himself into shape uh, after being out with a wrist injury for most of the, uh, of the summer. Now, he was only cleared a few uh, few weeks before training camp. He's shooting a poultry 6-for-21, 28.6% from the floor to start the preseason through three preseason games, just 16 points in three games. This isn't the Jonathan Simmons that we all know and love. This isn't the Jonathan Simmons we expect. This isn't the Jonathan Simmons that Steve Clifford expects because he says that Simmons will be an incredibly important part for this team. Simmons is just struggling mightily to, to score, to, to take shots. And some of it is he's hunting a little bit for a shot to get himself into rhythm. He's not playing maybe the same way he might during a regular season game. But he's also struggling to finish around the rim as well. Um, it, it's all part of the same formula. Evan Fournier has been even worse. 5 for 27, 18.5% from the floor. He scored just 12 points in three games during Summer League. Like I said, I'm not worried about Evan Fournier. I think that he'll be fine once the regular season starts. Steve Clifford seems to think the same. But this is the information that we have. This is uh, the, 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 the things that we've been able to see with our own eyes. 
And it's it's hard not to just be a little concerned. Fournier got a good open look uh, to, to win the game or to give the Magic the lead on Monday. Um, wasn't able to hit it and, and really struggled all game. Uh, I, I didn't mention this in the recap, but he had five fouls by the early part of the third quarter. He was fouling a lot. It just doesn't seem like he's rounding into form or, or getting or, or at least playing in these preseason games the way that we expect of Evan Fournier. Again, I have every faith that he knows, that Simmons knows, that, that even a guy like DJ Augustin knows, shooting 40% from the floor, 8 for 20, half of his attempts coming from beyond the arc this, this, this preseason. I have every faith that he'll be able to get himself right, right, that they'll all three of them be fine and playing at the levels that they were at least last year, if not maybe a notch below or above, by the time the regular season begins. But it's very clear Orlando is still working to get their feet under them. They're not all the way back yet. It's it's still a process to get ready for the regular season. That this preseason, they know these games don't count. They're, they're still working on a few things. They're still kind of playing themselves into into basketball shape, if you will. Uh, and, and, and it leaves some. It definitely leaves some concern for the team, but not anything to be overly concerned about. I would say that in the next two preseason games, I want to see DJ, I want to see Evan, I want to see Simmons show signs that they're moving back in the right direction. I want to see Jonathan Isaac uh, if he plays on Wednesday. It sounds like he might, um, depending on how he feels, if he's able to practice Tuesday and how he feels Wednesday morning. I would like to see them... Uh, I would like to see all of them get into a rhythm offensive, kind of just get, just show us as fans what might be happening behind the scenes in practice that, yes, we are playing better, we are rounding into form and, and getting ready for the regular season. It is an interesting thing to see that the Magic have some, some key players not playing particularly well, not shooting the ball particularly well, not playing up to their standards, their performance standards in this early part of the, se- in this early part of the season, the preseason. It's not overly concerning because a lot of them are veterans. They know how to get themselves ready, and I suspect that they'll be fine. But at the same time, it makes you a little nervous. But we're already halfway through the preseason. It's time to start getting ready for the regular season. We'll be a week away from the regular season uh, on Wednesday. It's time to start rounding into form. It's time to take that next step and get ready for the regular season to begin. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. One player who is certainly excited or certainly eager to get this season started is probably going to be Jaron Grant. Jaron Grant has searched for opportunity in this league for a very long time. Um, it's been something that he's had to bounce around to a few places to find and, and, and hasn't always been consistent for him. Um, the story of his career to this point has been a guy who looks like he has a lot of talent that, that seems like he can get to the basket and, and score, but hasn't always put together all the point guard skills that he needs, doesn't have the shooting, and, and just hasn't been consistent. Grant has the size. He has the look of a point guard, especially of a Jeff Weltman, John Hammond point guard. Um, it would be fantastic to watch him uh, take that next step. And, and really, looking at the way that he played Monday night in Miami, 
that's what the next step looks like for him. Attacking the basket, finishing around the rim, playing some solid defense, um, making outside shots. That's what it looks like for Jaron Grant, and it looked pretty good. But there are obviously still some holes in his game, consistency issues that have that have sprung up, that have frankly kept him from getting the playing time that that he needs to develop. He hasn't really earned his place on the floor. Um, with the New York Knicks, he struggled to to get off the bench a little bit. He struggled to score a little bit, uh, and couldn't find himself in the rotation. He moved to Chicago the next year. Again, just kind of struggled to get it, crack the rotation. It took injuries uh, last year to really get Grant an opportunity, and and he played fine. He played decently well when given the opportunity, but his field goal percentage was still relatively low, as was his uh, scoring production, about eight points per game, playing a little bit more than half of the game, 25, 26 minutes per game. It's not super encouraging. And all the flaws that were evident of him at Notre Dame, where he struggled a little bit to shoot, um, you know, he, he, he had like six or seven assists per game. He's a decent passer, but it hasn't quite translated to the NBA. All these things remained kind of in the background, kind of simmering with Grant as he struggled to, to, to break break through. Jeff Weltman has said, said earlier this this preseason, um, or, or at Media Day, I believe, that they really sought players with that kind of chip on their shoulder that a player like Jerry and Grant has, or that Jerry and Grant has. Um, a guy who, who is frankly on a last year of a contract, um, needing to prove what he's worth and prove what kind of role he can play. I'm sure the Magic, as much as they say they like DJ Augustin, would love to see Jaron Grant take that spot because of what he can do defense or what they think he can do defensively, what he potentially can do on both ends of the floor. It's just with Jaron Grant, the potential that's clearly there has not come to the fore. As in addition to his poor three-point shooting, in addition to some of the struggles that he's had offensively, he struggled defensively. None of the defensive metrics that that you look at uh, favor Grant well. It doesn't seem like he uses his his size real well. Um, he, he goes for steals a lot. He gets himself out of position. And so there's a little bit of a need for discipline. And so maybe Steve Clifford provides the right atmosphere to provide that discipline, to put him in a system where he can use those tools and begin to blossom on that end. It, it It's not do or die for Jerry and Grant. I'm sure someone will pick him up even if he doesn't have the greatest season this year. But it's a big, big inflection point for Jaron Grant and his career right now. Expiring contract, rookie deal, um, hasn't really proven himself, hasn't really uh, taken full advantage of the opportunities that have been given. He's, he's shown enough flashes to, to deserve opportunity and to get a look, but really he hasn't fully grasped and seized those opportunities. It was good to see him play so well in Monday's game. Uh, he'll need to do that again and again and again to really establish himself and get kind of the opportunities that it seems like uh, he wants and that, that his talent seems like it deserves. Um, Orlando is a place to get that opportunity. Orlando's going to play him as a backup point guard. They've obviously got um, a, a well-documented point guard situation that, that seems very much in flux. If he plays well enough, I think he's a player who can and will start games. I think he'll, I think regardless of that, there will be moments where the Magic want to start him or want to give him the chance to kind of mix things up. He's going to be in that mix. He's clearly established himself as the backup point guard at the very, very least. Um, it, it probably someone who's who's going to kind of fight for minutes with DJ Augustin a little bit and, and be part of a point guard by committee almost for, for the Magic. And in fact, I'm kind of curious why we haven't seen Jaron Grant play alongside DJ Augustin. I think that's a lineup worth exploring as well. But overall, it, it's it's hard to predict what to expect from, from Jaron Grant. Is he going to be the kind of eight points per game guy, disappointing passer, not a great three-point shooter that he's been the last three years? 
or with a more settled role, with a more prominent role, with with kind of a role that 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 really is more clearly defined for him. Is he going to flourish? This is kind of the bet that the Magic have made with him. This is kind of the bet that they've decided to take uh, with him to try and get him uh, get the most out of him. Something that that obviously hasn't happened so far. I'm intrigued to see what he can do. I'm not overly optimistic. Um, I think that he'll kind of fall into some of the same categories that he's been in in the last few years. I, I don't know if Orlando is going to be able to, to provide him the, the the real opportunities to showcase his game. But it's going to be interesting to see how he interplays with his teammates and whether he can reach that potential. Um, He, more than anyone else, he pointed this out, knows that some guys develop slower than others. This this teammate and one of his good friends from DeMatha High School in the D.C. area is Victor Oladipo, a guy who really developed slowly in high school, uh, was lightly recruited, went to Indiana, developed slowly there, and, and even in the NBA, took a few years for him to really reach his stardom, to find his place and find his niche. This is Jaron Grant's third team. This is uh, probably his best and most consistent role that he's going to get in his career to date. If he doesn't take advantage of this, it's going to be tough to sign him anywhere. It's going to be tough to really predict a future for him. And so that is those are the stakes for this season for Jaron Grant. I think he'll be solid. I think he'll he'll provide a lot of what he provided for Chicago last year. But the question is, can the Magic get a little bit more out of him? And I think that's a fair question to ask entering the season. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Like us on Facebook at Locked On Magic. And subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. Don't forget, the Locked On NBA podcasts are going on now. Our season preview is going on on Locked On NBA. Just search for iTunes. Locked on NBA to hear from every single NBA team, every single host of Locked On Podcast, breaking down the upcoming season. Educate yourself on the rest of the teams around the league and the expectations that uh, really the teams have for themselves entering this season. Should be a great series of shows all week this week on Locked On NBA. You you can, of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic. This has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.